Welcome to the Performax Podcast. This is Aaron, your host. I'm here today with Derek. How you doing, Derek? Not bad. Feeling a little down. It's a little sick, but uh, pushing through. No COVID in this house. <laughs> did, <laughs> did you actually get tested, or are you just hoping? No, 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 no. I'm avoiding any contact with the government. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do have a special guest today, but first we'll just get into... Um, some news on what's going on. Do you want to talk about our giveaway real quick, Derek? Oh, a Nutrition Factory, of course. Um, yeah, that started yesterday, and uh, they're doing a BOGO 50 on the entire line, and um, the limited quantity of custom shirts that we made for them as well. So uh, any BOGO 50 you take advantage of, you'll get a custom Nutrition Factory Performax co-branded shirt. It's really sweet. And uh, it's the line is new in their store as well, so a lot of their local people are going to be really happy to see us in there. And but they have a website, so anybody in the country can take advantage. Cool. Yeah. No, we're excited for that. It should be should be good. It's thirty free products, so um, you know if you don't win one day, make sure and uh, continue to to follow up. Um, so that's one thing we're really excited about. I think we kind of touched on this on the last podcast. Uh, Nutropamax powder is slated to come out in October, um, and we have at least one flavor locked in, and that's going to be a Skittles-type flavor. We're working on a second flavor, uh, and that would be more of like a citrus soda, a real popular, um, basically like a Mountain Dew, basically, is what we're trying to go after. So that is uh, lined up for October. Really excited about that. Everyone loved the Nutropamax capsules. Uh, and the powder is going to be, you know, similar in the sense of some of the core ingredients from the capsules, but much improved with some cool added ingredients as well. Um, other than that, <clears throat> we're working on some limited edition flavors of our Isoway. Isoway launched, uh, I believe, around November, December of last year in chocolate, vanilla, cinnamon, and mocha. Um, so we're working on a couple cool limited edition flavors for Isoway that should be launching uh, probably around November. Um, and then we finally uh, got out our E-Amino Kiwi flavor. So we had a Kiwi Limeade for E-Amino Max. That was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago. Um, there was a little delay in manufacturing, but that should be in our warehouse, I believe, by next week. So in terms of news, that's kind of... Um, all we're really working with now a lot of the stuff we touched on with our last podcast but i really just want to get to our guest um, today we have shane from stacked on how you doing shane i'm good thank you <laughs> how's the how's the <laughs> lockdown treating you it's not i mean we're out of lock we were in lock, lockdown for like the last three weeks 12 days and then we came out on monday Actually, coincidentally, I got tested, uh, not because I volunteered, but because my daughter was sick, and we were like, yeah, we, we she had a, uh, oh, she have like a little rash or something, and then we went up there, and they said, oh, do you have a runny nose? And I'm like, I'm sniffing a bit, and they're like, go around the back, so we had to fucking, <laughs> that so it was like, it was me, my wife, my, my daughter, we had to call up, and they just said, like, do you show any symptoms, and we're like, nah, I don't I don't have not 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 don't have a high temperature, none of this. I mean, I have sniffed a little, but that's because I have hay fever, and uh, changing season, and and they were like, okay, so we pretty yeah we had to come in, 
the different entrance and then we got tested even though like you know that wasn't kind of what we were there for um <laughs> and then i was just like you know the message is what three days two days later i think it was actually a day later I'm like oh no nah, you guys are good i mean it says something more professional than that but you know that was pretty much the gist you guys are you guys are sweet um so when they tested you is it like that really long like q-tip they shove in the back of your nose oh bro it was like i don't want to be i'm not i'm not gonna say it's it's not bad but it's just surprising because they get the q-tip out you're like oh yeah because like you you have a vague idea of how far your nose goes right you see it on the outside you're like cool sweet it's like, it's like fucking. It's not like a. It's like a thumb width, right? You're like this, yeah. and he puts it up, and then you slowly see this thing disappearing. And part of me is like, where the fuck is this going? And then, then you realize like it's like it's just this weird feeling. Usually, where you get an itch, and you're like, he's all the way back there, and then they just start spinning it around. And he's like, the the only thing I remember him saying was, uh, was like, oh, whatever you do, just 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 uh just don't sniff, just breathe through your mouth. So I'm like, and then as it goes up and he starts spinning it around, first thing I do is sniff it. <laughs> and I was like, I can't help it, man. You're yeah. itching my nose. Like in my brain kind of thing. I was like, it wasn't uncomfortable. It's just surprising. I didn't know there was that much room, you know, <laughs> fucking nose. Only for you, Shane, there's that much room in your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's surprising. It's surprising. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, yeah. So you met Derek at the last Olympia, right? I don't yeah, think if it was at the Olympia, but we hung out. We well, it was around the Olympia. We went to the oh, the gym. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sweet ass gym. Yeah, I remember. That's right. That's where it was. That was. I got. I got to hear you two bicker like wives. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, it made sense because, you know, I purposely wore a, a, a nice shirt. <laughs> a nice shirt. I a remember nice the shirt. reference. <laughs> and what I had you, a bag What do you mean match, by nice, so. Shane? What, what, was, what was the shirt that you wore? I mean, if you want me to name the brand, I can. I like the brand. I just, this, this, is, this is your podcast. This is why I don't want to... <laughs> That's so funny too, because Robert brought brought him up in the last podcast, so it might be a common oh, yeah, okay. yeah. might be a common theme in all of our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, Derek, you want to get into some of the questions that you had lined up for Shane? Well, I mean, you guys other... prepared these? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, no, and, and and you know what, Shane? We're actually recording this, so people will be able to listen to this at a later date. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know much about you, Shane, other than I got to meet you there, and I know you run, like, one of the biggest review sites. It's not even a review site. It's more than that. It's become something epic. So, But I'm just curious, like, what did you even do before this? You clearly have a good personality, good head on your shoulders. So I'm like, it seems like you would have had a lot of options of things to do, maybe comedian or something like that. Clearly you haven't met Shane very much before. But continue with your question. <laughs> what? Clearly, well, Aaron, what you clearly Aaron didn't revise these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get a chance to look these over first. Yeah. <laughs> it would have just been, keep that last part, but cross off everything that led up to it. Uh, uh, I mean, I did, I, honestly, I did heaps of shit uh, out of university. I never really had the 
I don't really know. I didn't have the goal of, of, of working for someone. Um, my dad had a, uh, he was pretty much uh, an own business kind of guy. Um, but when I was in, basically when I came out of high school, I did, uh, I worked for, I worked for my, my dad, my mom and dad's company. It's a courier company, a delivery service. Um, so that's what it's pretty much what I was doing, uh, 18 to 19. And then throughout college, I was doing, I did that. And then pretty much as the years went on, I, I added more jobs. So I was, uh, um, I did retail placements. So I think the best way to explain that is, uh, you know, those stands that you get for like AT&T or like whatever in like in Walmart and Costco, like those displays from different brands and companies. I set those up in, in retail stores throughout uh, my city um, for a specific company. And uh, what else did I do? I I was also a uh, I had a, a, fro- a frozen food company where I would distribute frozen food. <laughs> um, my brother was the driver. I was sort of like the salesperson. Um, I was an extra on the TV show Spartacus. I did like extra work nice. here and there. <laughs> That's so funny. I that own, you felt the need to bring, own... bring that part into it. Well, I was an extra. That's part of what my experience is. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, like pretty much I'm throughout university, <laughs> they had like this 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 poster up at the gym. They're like, "Oh, are you in shape?" And I was like, "I mean, yeah, I'd like to think so." I said, like, "Come, come visit our our uh, our um, uh, it's like a talent agency thing." And I was like. I honestly didn't know what the fuck it was about. I had no idea what they're talking about. I didn't know what a talent, talent agency was. They didn't say anything about Spartacus. So I roll up and they're like, wow, you are in shape. And I was like, this sounds like the place I need to be. I, do, I, I like this. And, You're not embellishing like, at all. And then they said, uh, no, because the thing is, is like in my world, I'm probably average size, maybe a little bit smaller. But then in the everywhere else's world, like, you know, Goddamn we're bigger beast. than the average people. Yeah, and then when I went there, um, they were like, "Oh, so you'll definitely qualify for Spartacus," and I'm like, "What Spartacus?" Because I didn't know about the show. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, it's this TV show. They want athletic-looking dudes for the soldier roles and people to play dead." And I was like, "That sounds like me. That's the... <laughs> I, I can, I can kill is... it if playing dead." <laughs> yeah, and like, um, yeah. So I, they gave they got other roles like in ads and shit like that. But um, Spartacus was like the main one. That was my key role with a dead dude because my friend <laughs> that I met the first day was like, dude, don't volunteer for anything. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you don't want to be in front of the camera. He said, the, the moment the minute you get in front of the camera, they write your name down and then you'll never get featured again because they can't put you in the show again because you were already on camera and you died. So just play dead. And I was like, I like your way. I like your style. So I pretty much... Every time they put anyone want to be in front, I was like, just slowly came back. And no, bro, just put me on the ground. Play dead. <laughs> I fell asleep some days. I was just going to say that. That's hilarious. <laughs> you do. You do. You fall asleep because, like, some days they'll be like, hey, we're going to be here for six hours. And it turned into, like, ten. And they bring you sandwiches when you're lying dead on the ground. <laughs> you just <laughs> sit up a little bit. Someone hand feeds you. <clears throat> you go back to lay down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, but then, like, some days they'd be like, oh, nah, you have to walk around and march. And I was like, oh, dude. Anyway, so I was doing that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was a hard one, though, because you'd wake up at, like, four. Um, 
you had to be at the the chicken like five and sometimes we didn't even finish till like the latest i finished was like eight at night nine at night you're, so it was li- like, you're literally waking up at four to go there at five to go back to sleep pretty much man <laughs> and i would gym after that too so I, and I would still, and at this, during this time throughout all these jobs, I was doing stacked like slowly because originally it was a, uh, blog for an online store and, um, I only did the online store because I may, I was also doing part-time web development. I made a website for a friend who was running a distributor <clears throat> and he said, why don't you just, uh, you just buy some of the shit off me for wholesale and you can sell it to some of the, some of your friends. And I was like, yeah, no. No problem. And then I sold quite a bit. So I was like, I just make an online store. And at the time, blogs were like, you know, shit. So I was threw one onto my uh, online store. And it, it, uh, the blog got just way too much traffic from uh, no one in the, in the country. So I was like, this is uh, no, no one in New Zealand cares. And then I realized it was actually all from America. And then I realized that. Nobody else was doing this kind of thing. So I was like, okay, we just, to that night, I uh, switched it from a, um, just a regular online store blog to, to Stacked. I came up with the name, the branding, the site, the design. I think it did in like an hour or two. Didn't really think much of it. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Back to, back to work. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, kind of as it, as it grew from there, I would just drop jobs that I was doing, little things that I had here and there, including the extra work, as hard as it was. Uh, <laughs> and um, to eventually to the point where I was actually working for, so I was also working for, um, I was a sales assistant for a, like a, like AT&T, um, um, phone, a phone company. And that was probably one of the, I wasn't very good at that job because they gave you like commission. And I was just this dude just, I was like, I'm not going to bother for this commission. Like, I'm not going to make much money. And the recommendations they gave you were like, I was like, oh, nah. Because they would say, you can make more money if you sell this phone or more money if you sell a contract. And I'm like, yeah, but these people aren't going to, don't want to spend this money for the contract, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I was like, I wasn't the best employee, but it was my last job that I had uh, out of all those other ones. And I pretty much called them up when I was away at the Arnold and I was like, Hey, can I, uh, can I just leave? And they're like, yeah, sure. Just, just <laughs> get your, we'll just, we'll just count your holiday or the annual leave you worked up and, uh, you know, consider that of the next couple of weeks. And I was like, okay. I mean, it didn't sound like they would miss me, but um, <laughs> that's not your traditional quit. You're like, uh, do you guys mind if I leave? They're like, yeah, sure. Shane, you weren't selling anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was selling like I was selling good stuff, but it was like I wasn't selling contracts. People come in and say, "Oh, I can buy this phone for free." And you're I like, "Hey, did you see this pre-workout though?" <laughs> <laughs> it was also one of the yeah. It was the uh, it was the last one I had, and then um, yeah, we pretty much it was during that Arnold, which I think was my I think it was my first Arnold to be honest. Um, and then or well, sick, sick one of them, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, we were just like fuck it, let's just see how this goes. That turned out pretty good. So I say so. <laughs> that was maybe 2015, I think, 16, maybe 15. I think it would be 15. Um, yeah, it was a 
But I think uh, your stack seems to be getting bigger and bigger, so I was just like, may as well put my all my focus onto it. I wasn't much of a risk, I don't think, because I wasn't making much money at the phone company. But, <laughs> you know, I was... Uh, it was just one of those things where you always have that, oh, you know, at least it doesn't work out. I can work, you know, more here. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much... So I was doing a lot of things, a lot of different things. And the one thing I didn't think was going to be the one I would do ended up being exactly that. So it was uh, interesting. That's a pretty cool story. So how did it go from that to you and Nikki basically just traveling the world all the time? Or I guess at what point did that did that happen? Did you guys decide, well, I don't have a job I've, like anywhere specific, and you just started <laughs> going? I've, to, I've told this story a bit, and I said it sounds cool, but it, realistically, it was me being like a dick and like just a little bit selfish because, um, because after well, when we were um, uh, leading up to the wedding, and my wife was like, well, next year we should. We should go on a honeymoon <clears throat> like shortly after and i was like oh like i'm gonna be taking a few days off work um you know stacked as every day and i was like i can't take like a big flight right after the wedding and then i was like where do you want to go anyway and she was like the greek islands and i'm like <clears throat> you couldn't get more on the other side of the world than 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 there it's like one of the longest flights like we could probably take um and uh, I was like, I sat there in my head and I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And I was like, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm going to fly for all this time. I've got to be like, and she was like, and you'd have to take days off work and do no, nothing. And I'm like, I can't fly around the world and not do work. I'm going to lose my mind. And so I was like, yeah, okay, let, let me think about it. And so I pitched the idea like a week later. I said, um, her auntie and uncle offered to because they have um, they had a big family home, but their kids had uh, moved out. And they were like, oh, if you want to come over to the UK, just just come over and hang out with us sometime. And then I, I just put the dots together. I said to my wife, I said, hey, why don't we go stay with them? And you can see all different parts of the country, uh, parts of Europe. We can go to Greek islands, we can go to Paris. And she was like, well, that sounds like a much better idea. And I was like, all we've got to do is just not rent here. <laughs> then we'll have the money to, to uh, you know, catch a flight every weekend and stay at a hotel. And she, the idea sounded good on the outside, but the origin, the origination came from me not being able to take two weeks off work and fly halfway around the world. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, so instead of going she... to the Greek islands, let's just go to everywhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, this way, this way it worked out for me because then we, when the time we flew, I was like. We can put it under business, fly there through the Arnold, so it counts as the as, as business because I went to the Arnold, and then we'd fly over for FIBO, so we make it to Europe, uh, business covered because we flew to FIBO, and we went to Paris during the week of a supplement expo. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, we went to, anyway, we did Body Power. Uh, I don't know if there's another one. We were going to try and do Italy under business, but the dates just didn't work out but um you know it was uh yeah we, we pretty much structured it that way and i was like get business to cover it you get to see all these little places boom done so i mean it was it's, it sounds nice but then after that we were like i don't really want to go back to to renting and stay in one place 
So we just kept doing it. <laughs> In fact, we were meant to be doing it this year, but it just went to shit. So. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So how many or how long have you been living like that? Like traveling from one spot to the next? Like three and a half years. Oh, my God. Wow. And then like this year, we had, we had everything planned. We were going to go to... We went, to, we went to Finland. That's where we were going, Arnold to Finland. So we hung out like dumbasses at the Arnold because it was canceled. You, be, In fact, it was you. It was you that told me. <laughs> I've been telling the story to everyone. They're like, did you go to the Arnold? I was like, yeah, man. I boarded the flight. And while I was fucking boarding it, they were like, my friend messaged me and said, it's canceled. And I was like, fuck. And then that friend was you. <laughs> was like, I know. You're like, are you so, still going to go? And I was like, no, fuck that. I was like, I was like, well, I have no fucking choice. My, my bag's already on the plane. I'm walking in. And so we, like, flew all the way there. And I was like, well, this is just fucking, this is fun. <laughs> we stayed inside and just ordered uh, Uber Eats and did nothing. And then, um, the, uh, and then we, went to, we went to Finland because I was like, because the thing is with airlines, and I think a lot of people didn't know this, is like, so insurance didn't cover anything. Like if you were worried about COVID-19, the insurance wouldn't cover you for shit. They wouldn't do, even if you caught it, they wouldn't cover you. So it was very, like, so you either lost all the money or you took the flight. And the only time you got the money back is if the airline actually canceled. So the airline had, no one had canceled any of our flights. So I was like, I'm just going to fucking take it because this is a lot of money. So we went all the way to Finland and to be honest, out of all my trips, that was the nicest trip I had because it was in the middle of nowhere. We went to Santa's Palace, which was like the whole town's based on like Santa's village and shit. And you wouldn't think that anything was going on in the world. Meanwhile, every country was being locked down. We were just chilling with we were we were feeding reindeer. We were feeding reindeer and sliding down uh, snowy hills. And then um, when we went to go from Finland to Poland Poland shut its borders, uh, and then Finland was all these other countries started shutting borders. It's like fuck, we're 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 up we're up the shit, and we learned that if a country closes its borders, the plane uh, may as well cancel because you get your money back. So when that happened, I was like, well, if they're closing their borders, that means all my flights out of that country are going to get refunded too because they can't fly. So we pretty much booked a flight back to New Zealand from Finland. It all happened so quickly. And then on our flight back home, New Zealand announced that anyone coming in had to uh, had to make a two-week quarantine. And I was like, well, I don't have a place to stay. So, <laughs> so I had to book a uh, Airbnb like on the plane. Um, and then during that two-week quarantine in New Zealand, New Zealand went into full lockdown. So I went from one prison to another. And I was there that way for like eight, nine weeks, which was great. And I lost all my gains. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so how was it with the baby? How how much more? Like how much traveling did you do with without the baby? And then how did it change once you had the baby? I think it was you did. We did more. I think we had more planned this year. We end up adding more each year. I think you just adapt. It's like anything. But people would say, "Oh, traveling must like be difficult," but. I mean, fortunately, I'm I'm useless and Nikki's great, so that, that made made a lot of sense. And um, she, uh, like, we just 
I guess you, yeah, I just I think you adapted. If you got used to looking after a baby at home and then tried to fly, then yeah, I guess that might be a bit like tricky. But we were we flew with Ava from like three months old, so she was. I guess we didn't really know anything else, and we already knew how to navigate airports well, you know what to do, what not to do, and all that shit. So um, yeah, and plus the first two years, baby's free, so. <laughs> we, <clears throat> But the only downside to that is when the baby gets one, because we got her to walk at like seven or eight months. I was like, "This is sweet. She's she's she can't speak, doesn't say any words, so she's not all there up up top. But she can she physically she got she got skills. Um, she can walk at seven months. That's crazy. Yeah, she was standing. She had no other options. She had to. It's like we're going. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. She was standing. I think uh, she was able to stand like on uh, on the edge of a couch or pull herself up at like six, and then she started moving like around the furniture at seven and eight, and then I was just like, "You're gonna walk," and then (laughs) you're gonna walk. You're gonna walk with us. You're walking. Then we realized like when she was on the when we flew to Dubai. Uh, last year, the last year for the Dubai Muscle Show, um, uh, we were like, shit, we need to buy an extra seat. Because, like, because she can walk, she doesn't stay still. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, at least when she was younger, you could just put on her lap and she'd just sit there and do nothing. But when she knows that she can move around, it uh, went to shit. So my free seat turned into a, uh, a child seat even though she technically was meant to be free. Um, so, yeah, we had to buy her a separate separate seat. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was – we didn't know anything else. So I guess since it was our normal, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so getting more into, like, the, the industry and stuff like that, when you were starting, uh, you know, stacking everything – did you view uh, U.S. brands, you know, differently not being from the U.S.? And I know obviously you do a lot with like European brands and stuff like that. Do you see kind of a differentiation in U.S. brands from you know being from New Zealand versus European brands, or do you kind of just see U.S. brands kind of being the the ones that are kind of like ahead of the curve, so to speak? Um, that's a tricky question. I don't know. I only I've only ever seen U.S. brands, so like that's how I've sort of based my <clears throat> opinion and perception. Like in a, when I came into the industry, the only brands I knew about were Dimatized, Muscle Tech, and um, Optimum. Those were big brands in New Zealand. Um, those are the only ones I really bought. And then we have there are like New Zealand and Australian brands, but they're in supermarkets. Who the fuck goes and buys the supplements from supermarkets? I was like, I was introduced to supplements because the first gym I ever joined, it was, um, I don't know if you guys have these things in the US, but there's like gyms that are very obviously, uh, I don't know, sell stuff, if you know what I mean. Yes, we have those, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> they like, are, they've been shut down recently. Just like, south like of it's me. just the, the, the atmosphere and the people that you're like, this is this is not a welcoming gym. I see what I see what 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 people mean sometimes, and they're like, I don't like the grunting noise. It's like that, but literally on steroids. And, uh, well, let's just say, let's just say. And then, uh, um, so like they were all really, really, really big mother, like 
big, big dudes. Um, some of them were IFBB pros. Uh, I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know much about it. Um, but they were benching like fucking five plates, squatting six for reps, and like these are big guys. And um, but they were all lovely, all friendly. And when we came in, I was from a competitive athlete. I was a swimming background, so um, I wasn't really viewing them as giant dudes. I was like, that guy's big, whatever. He's strong. That's more impressive. And um, they all worked for supplement companies or supplement stores. <laughs> so like uh, when I went up. I was looking at the protein powder at the front desk. Um, next day, he's like, bro, don't buy it from here. And he gives me his business card and he told, told me to come down to a store. So I was never introduced to supplements uh, at supermarket. I guess I was introduced in the supplement store. So I never knew anything outside of uh, American brands. It wasn't until like maybe I ran into supplements in the health aisle and I was like, these are shit. These are like twice the price, horrible macros basic as hell like creatine whey didn't have any pre-workouts for the new zealand company until later um it was just very obviously you know behind the curve kind of thing um so i've only ever seen the u.s brands and even now every, every i said this to someone the other day um no matter where you go in the world you'll always see u.s brands i've never been to a country where i did not see an american brand of where i saw supplements ever um you would always be able to find uh the the signature brands whether it be optimum animal um something from i of eight cellucor uh but you'll never see it the other way around you know you'll never go to america and find a japanese company on the <laughs> shelf or a uh you know a german brand you may get the odd one here and there but it's it's not it's not guaranteed as much as america outside of the outside of the country yeah, well, now aren't 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 we starting to see um, a, a pretty big emergence of European brands that's happened? I think in the last you know five plus years that are are starting to become a little bit more mainstream. Um, whereas prior they were never very large, and it seemed like the European market was large largely based on U.S. brands. And now it seems that there's less U.S. brands coming into Europe and more you know solid European brands kind of popping up. I think that it's the uh... I'm not too into the business side, so I don't know the exact details, but when I first went to FIBO, I was just blown away. It's like it's kind of like when you travel, though. When you travel and you go to cities and countries and you look around and you don't recognize a single thing from your culture or, for, like, you know, you realize that they don't need anything to do with you. Like, everything that you look for, they don't give two shits. Like, uh, when we went to um, Japan, I was like, like just just zero i didn't notice zero like i was so disappointed because the kfc was like didn't even have a sign like on the corner like kfc this way i had to fucking <laughs> dig that place out um but like they didn't like you would go to a convenience store and nothing would be familiar you'd go into a mall and the music was like you didn't know, recognize any of the stores you didn't hear you couldn't understand the music like everything was just so foreign to you and it hits you and you're like this country doesn't need anything outside of its own country almost it's just so weird and um when i went to fibo it's pretty much the same like you don't think that they're doing well but there are companies that tear the majority i would say 95 percent of the companies in america they would tear them to shreds in terms of in terms of income and revenue they're huge like people in america be like oh these guys have just got a booth to to show off 
do you know this costs this much and this much? There are companies at FIBA that have like do that on the regular and they're like, but there'll be giants in the, in Germany. There'll be a giant in Poland. There'll be a giant in their own country. And you may not think much of them, but if they dominate that country in its entirety, it's unimaginable. That's like huge. Um, like in uh, in the Czech Republic, you have uh, ExtraFit. They're fucking everywhere. They have their own stores. It's it's insane. You have Nutrient and Nutramino in Europe. You have uh, Olymp in Poland, who is a beast. They have their own uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing line. They um, and they have an artificial uh, direct-to-consumer fulfillment center. <laughs> they have little robot hands that pick the products out, put them into boxes, and ship them out. Um, and these are brands that you wouldn't even think. You're like, oh. I remember actually it was a while ago, Mark Lobliner mentioned Olymp because uh, they were at the Arnold and they had a big booth and he was he didn't think it was like that big of a brand. Those guys just destroy if majority of companies in the US in terms of size and capability. They had an entire warehouse dedicated to their uh, their um, sponsored racing cars. It was insane when I went, I, I visited them. Um, but you wouldn't think that until you go to like Poland and see just how dominated, dominated they are. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's uh, an emergence of European brands. They've always been there. They've always had their own dominators, much like uh, the US was maybe five, 10 years ago, you had big companies that, you know, dominated most areas, whether it be uh, back when Gaspari was a bigger one, um, or bigger than it is now, uh, MuscleTech, Saycor. Whereas in Europe now, you're seeing very similar to what you get in the US. You're getting a lot more competitors, um, a lot more smaller brands. So it's just increasing their competition in that country. So I think they always had their, their dominating brands. Just now you're seeing the smaller guys emerge and they're doing the same things, I guess, as you saw in the US where they would make, you know, separate themselves with more intense formulas, more unique marketing, um, better flavors, just a just a more creative approach to stand out above the bigger ones. Um, but yeah, you're seeing just a lot of smaller companies just start showing up. But they always had their, their big ones. And I think that's what's uh, hindering or limiting US brands from becoming more popular there because local brands are always going to be obviously um, better, better relatable, I guess, to the audience, you know, being from there and knowing what the country's about. And uh, I can imagine, I imagine pricing is going to be a shitload better as well without the uh, imports and taxes. Um, it's just, a, I guess, each, each country and each continent is just, I guess, coming into its own, growing the same way the American market did. Yeah, I guess, I guess that was, I guess, kind of my point to some degree that, yeah, I, I know there's some really, really big European brands that, you know, from the American side, you wouldn't even know were big brands. Um, I think the point kind of was that it's starting to become clear how big those brands are from like our perspective. Like I think my protein is, is a big one, right? I didn't hear about oh, my protein, That's you know, five years ago, but now they're like, are insane. yeah, they're like super, super massive brand. And now they're penetrating into the U S and now the U S starts to hear about them and how big they actually are and everything like that. I mean, do you remember, uh, I think they're still around. I think it's called SciTech. What did they sell for? Did yeah. they sell for hundreds of millions, <laughs> like a half a billion dollars? Maybe not a half a billion, but didn't they sell for a crap ton of money? I don't know what they sold for. 
a while ago, but they sold this year to someone for for, for little, for for not a lot. Oh really? I remember hearing. I remember hearing that. Uh, they sold for quite a bit. Um, must have been a while ago because yeah, this year they've been on a downturn. I can't remember how much they sold for. Um, but I remember someone telling me to be like, oh hey, so and so just sold for a small amount of money. I was like, it's not really an exciting story. I mean, I don't want to tell people this giant company sold for jack shit. But it's um, they um, yeah, they were a huge, huge company out of Hungary. Um, yeah, they had I think the guy got out right the at the right time. I think when he sold, it was probably at its peak, and then whoever bought it, they from just him. didn't, they didn't evolve. Like I haven't written about them for years. Like they did. They kind of did what EAS did last year, or near the end of the last year. They introduced like a whole bunch of lines, a whole bunch of series. Um, but I mean, you don't want to drop everything on one go. You want to have things consistently going. And they hadn't done much for, oh, I don't know, years. I remember it was like every two months, three months, they were dropping a new series. They were dropping a new. Um, they've been putting athletes on there. Uh, some of their products, special edition products, for years, uh, but they just kind of fell off. I guess um, it's hard to keep up, and it's also hard to convince someone to keep pushing when things are going well. So maybe I guess they were just doing well, and we're like, ah, you know, we we're fine, we're sweet. Yeah. But then when you fall down and you fall <clears throat> behind, it's a little bit too late. Yeah, it looks like they sold in around like 2015, 2016 for 170 million euros. Yeah, that's a shitload of money. Yeah. They sold this year for a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to... Uh, someone messaged me... <clears throat> um, I'm trying to remember who the... who. who uh, maybe I'll have to look up my messages. I know that they sold, and I know it wasn't a lot. Um, and that was why someone was like, oh, you should check these guys out They. I was like, I know them, but I don't know if that story is that interesting. Um, <clears throat> just because, yeah, it was uh, it uh, wasn't super exciting. But I, I, I've been big fans of theirs for a while. Um, I think I stumbled across them. Purely, I think they were. I stumbled across them before going to Fivo. They, um, uh, my friend pointed them out to me. Because he was like, man, I used to see these guys. They have like red colored tubs and green colored tubs. And at the time, you know, everyone was doing black and black and white and plastic. So I was like, that is pretty cool. I mean, now it's, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody does everything, but whatever. Yeah, no, I, I guess the point would be that, you know, even 2015, 2016, they didn't seem like a, a quote unquote relevant brand to the oh, US yeah, market yeah. at all, but they still sold for, you know, nearly 200 million euros so it just shows you that there's some really big monsters in europe that you know might not even be super relevant to the global market oh, here as, we go. as smaller us brands are. five million five million could, Boom. could you could you imagine being the guy that bought it for 170 million and then, <laughs> and then three years later sold it for five uh, <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah i thought about that he's like man they sold for 170 and then they only dropped it for five million. Oh my god, damn it! That's just he—he he knows. I don't need to tell the world about it. He doesn't. He, he knows. 
don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, I don't even want to be that guy, let alone spread the word on that guy. God damn. God damn. That's funny. That's a. That's a shitload of. I mean, that's euros as well. It's not a. That's not one of them. One of them small currencies. That's funny. Um. So with that in mind, as we kind of talk about how uh some of the markets have changed over the years and obviously the values of some brands like SciTech have gone down. Where do you see the industry as a whole in the next five years? What, what sort of trends do you, do you think we're going to see? Uh, what brands or types of brands do you think we're going to see kind of emerge? What types of brands or products do you see falling off? I mean, you should have a pretty darn good hand or I guess hand finger on the pulse of, of the trends that are going on over these last few years. Kind of what, what are you thinking? See, I've had this question asked for me multiple times, but I've realized it's because I don't get paid for my opinion that people don't listen. (laughs) I said this to people a while ago, and someone's like, oh, you did say that to me. And I was like, yeah, I fucking know I said it to you. And I was like, I feel like if I charged you money, you would probably listen, right? But if I tell you for free, you're like, eh, what the fuck does he know? But the thing is, I don't charge money for, for, for opinion. I don't want to be... I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but um, the um, we uh, two, three, four years ago, five years ago, I was going to the Arnold and Olympia, and I was like, because I, you know, it was no, it was six years ago that I was just kind of being introduced to more expos, and I'd come across uh, Bang, and I'd seen them a few, a few times, but it was like starting about five years ago, four years ago, I was like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Bang is at every goddamn expo. And they are throwing out cans and shaking ass in every bloody stage. And Shane people would noticed. tell me, they're like, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed. <laughs> and, and I would say this to brands, and they would be like, oh, yeah, he's just showing off. And I'm like, yeah, but is he? Because that's a lot of money for a long time at every show every year for the last three years. And people are like, what are you saying? I was like, you should probably make an energy drink. I think you should make one now. Because if you remember... And I said to the people, I used this as an example. I was like, Quest Nutrition was all over the show. Quest Nutrition was pumping shit like crazy. And, um, you know, then we had a swarm of everybody wanting to do a protein bar. Um, and then Quest no longer, I guess, is still a beast brand. But, um, you know, they weren't, uh, they had a lot more competition and a lot of people got in. I think they still sold for a billion dollars, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were they built that back up pretty good, I think, because um, considering how dominant they were way back, yeah, they definitely didn't maintain that dominance. Um, I think they definitely helped grow their distribution and whatnot. Um, but yeah, there was they, you know, they had they were the, one of the only protein bars out there, and then you just had a swarm, and everyone got in, and a lot of people made um, good money. A lot of people stuck with the category. Some didn't. But uh, yeah, I was like, I said this to a lot of brands. I was like, Bang seems to be making a shitload of money. And everyone kept telling me, nah, man, he's just showing off. And I was like, I swear to God, you can't show off for this long. I haven't seen someone show off for this long, this consistently. And then the next year, all of a sudden, this, 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 like, it's not all of a sudden, but there was just this rise. Like, hey, did you guys notice Bang's everywhere? I was like, I fucking told you that there was something to this. He can't be showing off. And then, you know, all the valuations start coming out. <clears throat> all the uh, all the competition starts coming out. And I said to him, I was like, I fucking, I fucking told you 
this is what you should do. Like, I mean, it's very clear he's doing extremely well for it, and he's the only one doing it. And then, you know, and then when C4 did it, I was like, why the fuck isn't everyone else doing it? Because if C4 is jumping in, you know they're only doing it for a good reason. They're the they're they're one of the legacy brands. Um, and only now you're seeing a few more like C4 got in, America got in, but I think this was just sort of more like fun. You got rep, sports had raised, you've had a few more, but now it's now you're seeing now you're seeing the 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 the, uh, the landslide, the snowball. Uh, you got ghost jumping in um <clears throat> sneak g fuel uh jesus there's a whole bunch uh what well, mcst is their one um inspired t's there sorry i dropped the name took me a while but anyway <laughs> inspired, inspired their one. who's uh, that i've never heard of them before <laughs> applied nutrition they're doing their one like i could rattle off maybe 20 um <clears throat> nano subs they got one like it's just a bunch and it's and I, I see this, it's very obvious, like, but if anyone had listened when I said like three years ago, I was like, dude, get into it. Because um, <clears throat> Rip Sports and Rays are pretty pretty well established now. And they were one of the early ones. C4 is hugely, hugely established um, with their Carbonated, their Carbonated Ultimate. Um, so in saying that, I... Yeah, here, saw, here's your uh, chance to go on record. And really, really show that you know what you're talking Dude, about. What's going to happen in five years? I've been on record and said this about energy drinks, but um, that was three years ago. I, We're here today. What's going to happen? I say, in five years? I say, I just say, way more convenient. Just incredibly convenient. I went to last year. I went to a. I went to a gym in um, uh, where the fuck was Norway? It's like in the middle of nowhere. It's like way up north, freezing his balls. And I went into a, um, a supermarket, and they had protein drinks, amino drinks, uh, protein snacks with the candy bars. They had just just this infusion of everything. You didn't have to go to the health aisle to get something good. You could get a zero sugar chocolate bar right next to a, to a candy bar. You could get a protein snack above like a Snickers and a Mars. You could get a, a sugar-free carbonated amino drink above Coke Zero. It was insane. And then when I went to the, the gym, <clears throat> um, the storefront, they had like, five fridges and then they had maybe 10 little island shelves and none of them were bags none of them were bulk products none of them were in, none of them were creatine uh, creatine bags none of them were protein bags tubs or anything it was all bars snacks drinks shakes whatever cookies and i was like the fuck like i had seen similar before but i hadn't seen entirely on the go convenient stuff i hadn't seen a store that didn't sell bulk like big tubs and when I went into the gym, I mean, it was clean as fuck, but like the rubbish bin was overflowing with cans, separated, of course, was recycling and rubbish. And then they had cans, wrappers. And I'm like, so not only are these guys selling this, these people are buying the shit out of them. But I guess when you don't have the option of, um, when, you, when it becomes difficult to get a bulk tub, um, convenience seems a lot more appealing. So, and, the, and I was just, and I went to a couple of gyms in around their area and some people had it set up where you would basically just uh, swipe your card your gym card swipe the product and it would um, you know be charged to your gym account and I was like and there was another one in the UK that had a vending machine no uh, trainers no managers 24-hour gym you'd swipe the swipe in and then you could also swipe on the vending machine pause out uh, you know your, your RTD or your, your protein bar 
and I was just uh, flat out amazed. I was like, I could I could live in this world where I don't buy tubs. <laughs> I could live in this world where you don't buy bags, and it clearly works. And if you can get more competition and bigger numbers, the price will come down, obviously. And even just now, this uh, there's a company in the UK that does um, the premix stuff. You just put a little plastic cup underneath, and you can press a button, and it pours out protein, a protein shake or a pre-workout, which would be even cheaper because you don't have the packaging. Yeah. Um, like <clears throat> I say wholeheartedly, and I think Amazon proved it as well. People will pay what twelve bucks a month, whatever the hell it is, for extra convenience for free shipping. <clears throat> They'll do it. People will do it if you if you can get the price better. Because, I mean, look how popular snacks and bars and shakes are now. Imagine if you could bring the price down. Imagine if the manufacturing got better. Imagine if... Uh, and the taste has gotten shitloads better on all areas. So, I mean, it's it makes sense. And um, I, I, I fully see that becoming... And my friend mentioned the other day... Um, <clears throat> I won't name him because I still don't know if this is true. Um, he's, I won't even name the company. He said uh, that there was a big, big legacy company um, who sort of did a forecast and like research and said that they suspect uh, bag sales or like big, like large package sales, bulk sales to be down by 60%. And they had already seen a rise in the uh, CPG kind of area with the snacks and drinks of like 200 percent so and i mean again i don't know how correct he was when he said this i especially with the company he he referred to it as but um i was like that's exactly what i just bloody saw in the fancy economic countries of europe like it's just i just foresee that happening very easily if um because i mean most people even people in new zealand i see grabbing cans from the fridge uh, people have bangs they have a pre-workout i mean i don't think you could ever beat like the quality formula of a pre-workout but as a lot of people who will probably pick a uh, convenience over um a tub and then scooping it out mixing it up it's just I, I i i can imagine that category and that type of product and that format improving drastically in the next five years compared to you know filling up your 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 cupboards with big tubs yeah, no, it is interesting, um, and I think part of it could also just be the way that <clears throat> the supplement industry, in my opinion, is very much in its infancy to where, you yeah. know, 10 years ago, it just wasn't a, a, a mainstream, you know, sector, and I feel like what could potentially happen, to, to your point, is over a period of time, a lot of these quote-unquote supplement companies could almost transform into more or less food companies and then actually be yep. a part of the true mainstream. Because right now, supplements as a whole is still very much a niche, or maybe not now as it, as it was 10 years ago. But I mean, 10 years ago, it was very much a niche market. It's starting to expand. You know, you're seeing quote-unquote supplement companies now all over 7-Eleven, convenience, you know, markets, yeah. supermarkets, things like that. So I think it probably is just, you know, that the supplement industry is such a immature industry in the sense that, you know, we're still kind of growing into it. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, to see how many companies, you know, like think about like VPX. I don't think anybody really connotates VPX with bang. It's just bang. 
And then is Bang is you know VPX even really a quote unquote supplement company anymore when this one product that they have is a billion dollar product? So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens when you know these companies do start to become more mainstream, are a bit more accepted, and kind of transition into kind of like a, a food company more than a true you know powdered capsule supplement company. I think it'd just be the the format in which they deliver these things. Again, if you could put every ingredient from a pre-workout into like a Coke can and it tastes amazing and it costs 50% more, not that it, I mean, you might be able to get prices down good, might, might be double a Coke can, <clears throat> but if you could get that and it's not in like the house aisle hidden away in the bottom shelf or some shit, I mean, I would choose that. Yeah. I would choose that. I mean, it's just, and and it's, the thing is, if you look how far the industry's come and how you know good pricing is and all that stuff, like it's not impossible. It's very possible. Yeah. And I think you also have to understand that, like, um, you know, even if you don't have all the ingredients you get in a pre-workout and you chop some down to make it more cost-effective, it's probably a compromise most people are willing to make. And the majority always went out. Mainstream are the ones that you know people try and sell to. I still think there'll always be room for like the hardcore shit. Like, I'll definitely be willing to to scoop a shit, sc- scoop a, a pre-workout into a shaker for like, ten percent better experience or more power. But uh, I mean, the majority I can easily imagine, just buying a case of protein shakes, uh, getting them shipped in, thirty a day, thirty thirty a month, it'd be very easy very possible and i think it just the more competition that comes on board and the uh obviously the more um cost efficient the more modern the more uh effective these manufacturers become it's really price will just come down i guess and i and i I can easily imagine people making it and obviously brands that have the bigger mainstream will you know be the ones you start seeing everywhere but i foresee that being sort of a it's a change in five years, probably even less. Yeah. So well, in five, in five years, Bang will have the number one pre on stack, <clears> and Hypermax <throat> will be replaced. <laughs> now, see, that's the thing. I'm too, I'm too old. Like, I, I, I'm not being introduced to supplements this way. So, like, for me, it's always going to be, uh, be like, nah, this pre-workout is, is definitely better, even though, even though the the, the bang might be popular i'm like no i wouldn't have that for a workout <laughs> yeah but my, my, my taste won't change i think i think the thing is is people are willing to spend more for sure for the convenience and you can see that in the yeah. sense that you see people you know you see supplement companies now you know almost putting out like pure energy powders to where it's not really for fat burning it's not really for anything it's not even really for a pre-workout it's more just for like daily energy and they try and compare it against you know your energy drink or a thing at starbucks like yeah you can get this for like mm-hmm. 60 cents a serving or you could pay four dollars for a bang like it's clearly not working because everybody's buying the bang anyway so you can kind of uh, yeah. you can kind of yeah. see these you know some of these people in, in the supplement industry trying to push against it um a, instead of kind of embracing it and i think we we're not going to you know from a supplement company perspective we're not going to be able to win win on I can provide you 300 milligrams of caffeine, you know, in a powder that if you add it to 16 ounces of water will be cheaper than buying bang for the exact same thing. The only way that 
we would stay ahead of the curve is through innovation, like you said, and kind of selling to the people that really want a true workout experience. But as fitness becomes more mainstream and as more people get involved in these things, I still think, you know, energy drinks, functional foods are going to be way, way more popular. But I don't think the core of the industry will always, you know, will, will basically move away from from what they got started in. Kind of like what you're saying. Like, yeah, I think I still drink, I think they'll still be around. Yeah. I mean, I still drink bang, bang and I drink rain all the time, but. I'm still going to take a real pre-workout when I want a pre-workout. And even oh yeah, even sure. like, you know, C4s, cans and stuff like that, I still wouldn't consider that for a pre-workout right now. And maybe in 5 years I would, depending on what where the technology gets to in terms of being able to fit yeah. 20 grams of actives in a 16 ounce can. Um so I think the the hopefully the supplement industry in that sense will always still be there, but I think instead of trying to fight against it, in the sense of let me give you a more uh, cheaper option is really not about cost right now it's really about the convenience and so in that sense it is. to to keep the industry alive that we need to keep innovating keep putting out quality product that you can't shove into a can at, at least for now you know yeah i think that's actually yeah yeah or i mean yeah that's definitely the idea um cuz uh, yeah the uh the convenience though i think is it is the key i've seen as you mentioned i've seen a few brands do that where they uh, you know, say, oh, you know, you can buy this for like 60 cents a serving. And I'm like, look, man, even I know this. And I still buy a case of energy drinks to have on hand, right? Even I know this more than anyone. And I still buy them because I like the taste and I can't be fucking making some shit up sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, uh, like I said, Amazon Prime, free delivery for 12 bucks a month. I mean, you get the other benefits. Um, they got those uh, on-demand movies. Mulan's coming out this week and I'm damn sure going to buy it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they you know you could go see it in the movies for like similar price, or you could wait. I think you can wait two weeks and I get to see it for free. And I was like, hell no, I'm waiting. I'm watching this shit this weekend. <laughs> but it's um same with uh, Uber Eats. You could drive down to the store and grab their shit, or you could pay what five bucks and get it delivered. You bitch ass, I'm paying five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be I mean, bothered getting up. Yeah, if people are willing to spend what five bucks on like a twenty dollar meal for like delivery. What's that? Twenty percent, twenty five percent increase. So legitimately, I mean, and even if it was ten bucks, I'd probably still do it. But the thing is, it's just convenience wins out. And I think the more, uh, the more that do it, the better it will become. The cheaper it will become. The more infrastructure that'll be there. And yeah, I think I. I mean, I'm not saying that supplements will go away. I don't, I don't. I still think there'll be that, you know, you'll you'll be able to say like, oh shit, I had this before my workout, and it's like an energy drink. It's like, huh, whatever. And then you're about to pull out Hypermax, and they'll be like, oh shit, you do that stuff? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I I around. I just have this like picture of you like on your couch pounding an energy drink and be like, I can't go to go to the restaurant. <laughs> Bring that food to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah but you see what i mean like i think it's uh there'll be room for sports supplements like any industry has the uh the hardcore quality stuff that you'd pay like 50 50 percent you'd even i i could even imagine a world where the energy drinks are the popular pre-workouts and you end up paying more for the pre-workout powder that to me would make sense i, I you know you'd pay for the better experience even if you have to like uh, do do some extra shit like put into a shaker, but 
I would still do that. I would still pay more if that were the case. Yeah. But it's uh, I think um, not everyone's. It depends how you're introduced to the industry. Like if you come across Bang, and someone's like, "This is a good pre-workout," and you fucking get jacked on Bang, that's they're gonna be happy with Bang for probably the rest of their damn lives. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. There's not much you can do. We I was introduced to pre-workout with Jack or Super Pump, so you never and I and you know I wasn't introduced to the other way around. So it's a and the mainstream is very different. If it's not the supermarket, they're not necessarily going to buy it every week. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think, the I think, initial investment's just like a can. Yeah, you exactly. don't have to buy a pub. I think that I think that's the difference. Is just that there's so many more people that are willing to buy a bang and give that a try than go into a nutrition store and actually buy a full-on forty-dollar pre-workout. And it's just hitting that many more people and it's just being introduced to a whole new demographic that probably would never take supplements. So it's this group of people who are kind of taking a supplement that don't even really realize it because it's yeah. being packaged as a normal, you know, CPG product found at 7-Eleven. So I don't know. I, I definitely think uh, <clears throat> functional foods will, you know, continue to get more popular as a convenience, uh, you know, for people. Because clearly you know, that's where all things are going, like you mentioned. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens to the, to the core of the industry and if we end up just getting stronger, more, you know, bought-in fans uh, that, you know, kind of like separate themselves from the average mainstream that only take energy drinks. So it will be an interesting, you know, few next few years as, as all these changes start to kind of happen. Well, you have, you have me on record now. Yeah. <laughs> So if it happens, I'm a genius. But if it doesn't, just don't mention that. <laughs> That's funny. We'll delete. We'll delete this if necessary. Just be like, I knew I shouldn't have paid Shane for shit. <laughs> <laughs> you wait. You waited to make. You waited to make this call until Functional Foods are actually already super popular. <laughs> and then in five yeah. years, like I told you, I, uh, I told them see, about I've been, me. I've been saying this. I've been saying this for like a year or two, but everyone keeps telling me the same thing. They're like, oh man. Uh, cost you know cost of market is insane on bars and drinks and lo and behold i'm hearing now that oh it's not that much to buy if i run a drink it's not that much to buy a protein bar and i'm like son of a bitch i fucking told everybody i think i've been saying this for a year <laughs> but funny. i still say that it, it it's, it's not necessarily that everyone's going to do it i think you'll see it, the change will come i guess in in mainstream like if walmart starts stocking a fucking protein bar next to snickers and mars or um you know you see a a hypermax rtd next to pepsi max that's that that's when you know it's it's yeah it's, it's established it's done why are we getting those uh snickers protein bars here i want those i keep seeing oh, those online <laughs> you guys uh, you guys i don't know what it is i don't know why but because they've had those for like Three, four years now. They I've seen them forever, and I never have gotten to try one. <laughs> so Mars did what was a Mars protein bar, protein powder, and they did a I think it was a Mars protein bar after that. They did a Snicker protein bar, they did a Milky Way protein bar, Twix protein powder, Bounty protein bar, Jeez. and then they did M and M's protein bar, and then they just did the Maltesers protein powder. But throughout this entire span, they, I I think it might be something to do with licensing i think what it, obviously I think what it is it. i think what it is is 
there's America's eating plenty of Snickers and Mars bars. <laughs> they don't need to dilute. They don't, wanna... they don't need to dilute their market share. <laughs> We're consuming plenty of Snickers at this point. <laughs> they're, only... way, they're way cheaper. They're way cheaper to make. We don't want to. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did. They're like, fuck, everyone's getting healthy in Europe. Yeah, God damn it. exactly. That's what's happening. <laughs> God damn it. America's still 10 years but behind. They, see, the thing is, they distribute all over the world. They distribute them into the Middle East, into Australia. Uh, they're everywhere except America. They're even in Canada. Yeah. Jeez. That's so funny. <laughs> Taking a trip. I, I, I'm curious as to why they haven't. I have to imagine it's a licensing thing. Because <laughs> they're all produced in Europe, which is weird because, you know, candy, it's just could probably produce easily in other countries but i don't know they're not that great by the way they, they taste oh, all right they're not that great you're, ru you're ruining it for me already <laughs> the, the the coolest part is the packaging like when you get a protein powder yeah. that's like mars packaging you're like shit and then you drink it and you're like mm -mm. <laughs> this is just like a chocolate protein powder but yeah the mars the mars makes me think it's not mars, mars <laughs> packaging makes me think it's something else <laughs> Shane, I was curious how your uh, stacked expo went. It was good. It was uh, about as popular as more popular than the last one, because um, we did them like three, four years ago, I think. Um, we pretty much stopped them because, well, I got too busy, and that was about the time that we started traveling. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be way too hard to do. Um, but uh, yeah, the interest was great. Like people were mentioning that. Um, they saw surges in sales in different parts of the uh, the country and parts of the um, the web, um, and a lot of people really bought some exciting releases, which is ideally what I wanted to do. Or always, I wanted to have a um, just a show where people could announce stuff, and it would be the center of attention for that week. And we had uh, plenty of brands, plenty of brands did. I, would, yeah. I mean, one of them. We already named uh, the other one. Um, it had a lot of exciting announcements and unveilings, and it was pretty much what I wanted. Um, uh, it was different. Different people were asked different things. Like uh, there were some brands like Core. They put together a stacked tea, which I didn't know about until like two weeks out. Um, and they had a hundred of them, and they said they 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 sold through them like pretty quickly. So you had to order like a stack of their pre and pump, and you got the tea. Um, and they got through this pretty quickly. Some brands just used it as a platform to introduce themselves. So they kind of just, we had uh, ingredient companies on there. Carnison was on there. Um, some brands just, yeah, like I said, introducing themselves, Evolve Nutrition out of South Africa. They were on there um, with just like a brief rundown of their brand. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Everyone seemed to get, I guess, what they wanted out of it. Some wanted... Uh, yeah, to announce, unveil, launch, sell, uh, introduce. It was um, it was good. M more brands than we'd ever had at the expo, that's for sure. So uh, I think we'll. I mean, I think we will definitely be doing it again. The um, we made it a lot easier to for brands to build out their pages and booths and and take part this time. So it made the process a whole lot easier. As previously, we had to talk to them and discuss what they wanted, and then make it ourselves. And this way, it was just, just, just uh, much, much easier on myself. You're big enough now where you can make your own demands. So, <laughs> if you want to be part yeah. of this, you got to do your part too. <laughs> yeah, it was like 
because I mean, brands always wanted to be able to make their pages, and even the, even though the builder that we had made, where people could just like drag and drop and make their pages, mm-hmm. had, some brands still had trouble with that. Some brands, I was like opening up their page and like, am I doing it right? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like so. We, I mean, I think next time if we do anything, we'll probably do a like a um, maybe a quick intro video to like just a show you tutorial. How to... <clears throat> Yeah, um, and the other thing we wanted to do uh, was figure out. Um, I'm sure there are services out there, but um, is 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 a way for athletes to have a presence, whether it be uh, like a live presence, like they could just basically switch on their phone, and then they could um, you know talk to people at the expo. They could maybe. That's you know, that's uh, actually a really good idea. Like, what if you had in the hall like each hall you know i think there's four halls uh where you know you had like a schedule per day and then different athletes had different yeah. appearances live q a's where you could so type we would probably question. have them on like each brand's page and they could pick the time um we but it's hard we had to figure out we didn't it's going to take a lot of money i imagine um so but i wanted to make like you could have probably done it like in some shape or form but like I wanted it to make it easier for the athlete. I don't go, hey, log in here, turn this on, do that, make sure this is a running, make sure this. I wanted to just be like, hey, turn your phone on, log into the app, and just when I see a question pop up, say something. I don't know. I wanted to make it easy. I didn't want to make it. And actually, I was talking to someone about this, and I said, it's really cool. And I know it could be done. Because um, <laughs> I was like, you know, like there's a. Um, not that I have any. You know, actually, I won't say what it is because it might make me sound bad. But <laughs> <laughs> just say a shame. But I know there are things out there on the internet where where, where people can live stream to, to individuals. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know, can, you know that really well, huh? You know that with experience. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's exactly what happened last two times I brought it up. They'll be like, oh, you know. And I was oh, like, no, yeah. man. No uh-huh. experience. I just... You know, you see it in movies and yeah. You know, it's, 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 look, Shane, it's research and development. Nobody's judging you. You have to. Yeah. What you have to. You know, I know. We know you don't want to, but you know, for the greater good of the industry. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, you guys know what I'm talking about as well. So, yeah, hey, we're not all. <laughs> we all know. We all know. Um, yeah, it's so like you know something where you could communicate, but it would just be difficult, I think, to find a service like that or create a service that would just. This year I was like, let's just do it, see how popular, see how good it goes, and then, yeah, next year I'm probably going to be working on trying to figure that one out. Um, we call I suspect... only only stacked fans. I knew I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good one. <laughs> but yeah, see, you see, so if, if it's popular, the good thing is, is that that's popular, so there should be a uh, um, a way for you know, a competitor to come out that's cheaper that I can use. Yeah. And then obviously making the portal in the page for the brands to use. Like I would just hopefully ideally just drop something on their page and be like, yeah, you're done. Yep. They can just tune in and then your athlete needs to sign on at this time. I see. I like the idea of, of even if you got a few brands athletes and they all, they all kind of, um, participated in like a, like a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a Q&A with every, all of them involved. And it's more for like, you know, it, I guess 
without rambling, my my next question was going to be how can oh, yeah, yeah. how can you make it more like a like a real expo? And you know, when you're walking around the expo, you might have a stage, and you know, you have Jay Cutler up there, and Phil Heath up there, and blah blah blah, and you have you know five or six different athletes, and people can sit there, listen to them talk, ask them questions, and um, doing something like that where it's not brand specific. It's more just in this hall of the expo or that hall of the expo. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool, and it Man. wasn't something I was thinking before. But I, I think I think athletes wouldn't wouldn't need me for that. <laughs> I think fitness enthusiasts and, and influencers that um, are already that popular, and I'm like, hey, do you want to come to the stag expo and you know I can put you up in a little group with these guys? What the fuck? I need to do that. I got two million subscribers on YouTube. Well, yeah, I mean, it would obviously be in. I'd have to in, pay them. It would it would be in connection with that brand, right? So that if that brand part part of the package that you could put together when you offer a booth spot to that brand is your athlete gets to be part of a larger Q and A with X or you I think know, other the athletes. only issue you would you would see with that is that companies would want representation, like strong representation. And I don't know how many of them would be like, Yes, yeah, sign me up to put me alongside an athlete from a brand I don't know. Yeah. And my experience, not every brand wants to be beside every brand. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I just think that there has to be ways to make it more I think expo, the, the one more on one, expo like the one you know? on the, the one on one is, I think it's the personal touch, making it personal for people. So mm-hmm. if they can come in and uh, you know directly chat to the guy directly face to face or whatever, you know, um, that would be that would that would bring that connection. Because um, I mean, we could do webinars and we could do. I don't want to do pre-recorded stuff like that. I was like. Let's just run it, and then next year we'll introduce the um, or try and introduce this uh, this connection so people can connect to these guys. Um, hopefully, I'm sure I can figure it out. I got a year. It yeah, take too long. No, yeah, I think that I think that would be cool though. If you know, if, if you had like an itinerary where you know certain athletes are going to be yeah. at certain yeah. booths at, uh, at certain times, and that brings a yeah. whole lot more people to that booth. And then, you know, even still having that webinar where you could, you know, handpick athletes from certain brands that you want to see and put them all into a little Q&A thing. I just think anything like that where you can make it more interactive and more like an actual expo would be really interesting, um, which kind of leads into the next question about FIBO and uh, the Olympia and what that's even going to look like. Because I know Olympia's in December. I'm pretty sure it's just going to end up being just the show, the bodybuilding show. I, I was I wasn't going to the Olympia anyway. <laughs> and then when is when is FIBO? Isn't FIBO October? Oh yeah, FIBO is turned into a uh, like a consumer. I mean, not a, it's an industry, industry only thing. Industry only, right? Yeah, they moved it, and then they were, I I don't even know if they're doing industry only. I think they might have just no. Yeah, I think they just they just uh, um, turned it into industry only. Um, I mean it. You do what you can. Um, the Olympia, I wasn't going to go to anyway. I think I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned to you last year. I was like, this is like way worse than the year before. And the year before was already pretty like meh. So um, I, uh, we didn't, we had booked flights all the way through to September and Vegas was not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I said that about the last Olympia. And I ended up getting flack from somebody, but I think it must have been somebody involved in the new ownership of Olympia or something like that. 
and uh, they they're like, you do you know the numbers? Do you know how many attend? I'm like, I don't need to know the numbers. I've been uh, going here for long enough to know that this isn't what it used to be. They were like, I remember tuning into the webcast, and like, I always hate tuning in too early because then you hear them. Have you been down to Expo? It's got record numbers. I've been to the Expo, and I don't think I saw record numbers. You may have recorded record numbers, and that's great, but I did not see record numbers, nor did I see anywhere near the amount of brands that I would typically see. And that may not have an effect now, but surely it has an effect. Like for me, I go to see the excitement in the brands and the, the different products. I mean, you didn't have any of the big hitters. I'm pretty sure Seiko wasn't there, Optimum wasn't there, Muscle Tech definitely not there, um, BSN. Um, I'm pretty sure that Performax brand wasn't there. Um, <laughs> You know the big guys, the the giants yeah, yeah, that you yeah. like to see. I was talking, I was talking with Optimum and Muscle Tech. I'm like, you guys gonna sit this one out too? All right, cool. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I'm I'm on your level. I'll do what you think's best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of ride together when we make decisions like yeah. that. You know, companies our size. So, Are you guys giving out free teas? Oh, yeah, I'll give out some. I'll give out some shakers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think that I think that's where you have like a real opportunity to capitalize on these virtual expos. And I think the more expo like you can make it, um, yeah, the, the better and better response it's going to get because not just in our industry, but just the landscape of showing up in person is completely changed. And I don't even know if it's going to go back to the normal that we know is normal. Uh, more than likely there's going to be a, a very new normal. And, um, I think it's a really cool, unique opportunity you have to potentially be the next big supplement expo if you can really, you know, capitalize on it and, and do some unique things yeah. to give it that, that really in-person experience. Um, I mean, if I could figure out the the, um, the streaming and communication between brands and athletes sooner, I might just do the expo earlier than one year away. But um, it's basically – because this, like I said, this took very little – programming on my side which was the, the the big upside to it and it all worked out pretty good so yeah if i could get it and i can get that to work and function i'll do it i don't know to be honest though i think i still think that uh we'll probably be back to normal i like to think six months that's just me i have high hopes and sometimes i'm dumb but i think uh um much like with the uh what is it the the, the was it the swine flu or whatever the hell it was in 2009. 2009 or whatever yeah yeah they had um they had shit like this i don't think it hit my country as bad but it wasn't it um, wasn't but... nearly as intense as this has been i mean yeah. the, num the numbers were actually somewhat similar the response has been completely different yeah and uh so i i mean i just don't imagine that we don't have a similar solution on the horizon i mean i just I don't imagine there not being some sort of, I don't know, solution or whatever they just give us. I really couldn't give a shit what it is. Shane's first in line. I don't, I don't know what oh, that is. Yeah. But For sure. <laughs> put For it, sure. Put I it on my when... shoulder. I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I said this to, um, uh, like, when we had to get, like, visas into China. It's like, it's going to cost us $1,000 to get a visa to go to China. We had already booked our tickets, by the way. This is long before the whole shit kicked up. So we were meant to go to China last month, but you know, that didn't happen. Um, 
yeah, we were, uh, and there's like a thousand dollars. You got to give them your passport. You know, they didn't really talk to us. Called us up a week later. Here's your passport. Had the visa in it. I mean, I'm willing to pretty much do anything to to do <laughs> to do whatever I need to. That's funny. Um, cool. Well, do you want to? Do you have any questions, Derek, from any uh, like the consumer side? Uh, yeah, we did get a few questions actually, and uh, one is even one that I'm curious about. Every time we talk to somebody that uh, does what you do, Shane, what is your process when you review products? Hmm, interesting. Depends if it comes from before Max or not. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in the garbage and just write whatever you want. <laughs> no, just 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 make sure you 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 know just he's, check the flavor first. He's <laughs> he's, lo- he's looking around the box where the check is. The fuck this thing yeah. come with a check? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, we just sort of I my reviews are based on uh, kind of how exciting a product is, uh, how my audience reacts if it's been read a lot, viewed a lot gets a lot of attention from fans, um, then I'll probably make an effort to buy it and review it. We don't get sent, like the stuff we review is very rarely actually get sent. The stuff we get sent, like, I don't, know, I don't, I don't want to be mean, but a lot of the time it's not that great. Um, the, uh, well, obviously, honest. excluding the Performax stuff, of course. But yes. um, <laughs> the, uh, so a lot of the stuff, yeah, like I tend to buy imports, um, get from Europe or whatever and it uh, yeah if I generally if it's popular to the audience then I'll make sure I, I, I get out and try it um, but also if I get some stuff sent to me and it looks relatively good and didn't get that much interest I'll still make an effort to try it and if it stands out or if it's like you know like if a product is very obviously not what it what it what it what I thought it would be whether it be really really good or really really ass then I'll probably review it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and it depends on the category. If it's a pre-workout, I generally take it for like two, three weeks. Um, if it's a muscle builder, one to two months. Same with weight loss taste tests. I usually do like a couple of days. Um, but yeah, the pre-workouts I make sure I take multiple times. I don't really. I mean, some days I might have a good pump. Some days I might not. Um, I don't want to be like. Be, you know my diet to blame that I didn't have a great workout and then the next day I, I try it and it's amazing but I already reviewed it um, so you know I make sure I put it through the paces test it out in like an intense workout a heavy lifting workout a um, high rep all that kind of stuff just to make sure I get a good idea of uh, you know, where it benefits what it does how good it is if it's still the best <laughs> if it's still and raining champion <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean the hypermax hypermax still isn't the best i mean i keep trying some stuff and fortunately everybody these days is going a bit more towards marketing and not so much towards like more intensity so what are you saying Shane? They... no i mean like... <laughs> it's like fortunately for hypermax you, everyone you... else is good at marketing but yeah. before max still tries to put out good product <laughs> no, but I mean, like previously, when someone came out with a good pre-workout, someone would try and come out with a stronger formula, similar formula, but stronger in different areas. Now it's like, hmm, I like what they did there. I'll do a little bit less or the same and give it a different spin. Like make it, 
unicorn piss flavored or something. I don't know. But it's like uh, it, they'll market a different way, and it's brands are more doing that than they are back in the old days, like twice as twice as much caffeine or you know twice the hit of DMAA or some shit. I don't know. It's just it's a very different strategy, and you don't have that kind of ferocious competition, even though the competition is still there. Um, you know, you're not getting, uh, I guess, a huge amount of challenges. Well, yeah, it, 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 is, it is weird because there was that time that it kind of felt like a back and forth um, where a brand would put one out and then another brand would put one out. and um, Specifically. <laughs> not anybody mentioned in this podcast, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, trying to yeah. trying to you know put that best pure workout out, and then now I feel like it's like you said it's it's almost that um, it's now it's more just about the marketing of it and not necessarily trying to to one up you know who who you might feel is the next best competitor. So yeah, they'll take what the best one does, or even they'll just be like, oh, I like what it did there. I'm gonna use a bit of that, and maybe give it a unique flavor, do like some cool branding, special edition. Um, not necessarily like marketing, but just like putting it because obviously you can't always. I mean, we're at the point now where you can't really add more to get better. It's dosage has been pushed to the max anyway. So I mean, it's uh, makes sense that companies are finding other ways to separate their product and get it out there, make it more appealing, I guess, for different people. So uh, yeah, but Hypermax still, 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 still the king in my opinion. Nice. For now. <laughs> well, now, now that we know that no one's really trying to beat it, you know, I think it'll, it'll probably maintain. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll, 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 I should rephrase myself. Uh, I haven't come across a product yet that's tried to beat it. Yeah. Past it. <laughs> have you got? Have you got some? <laughs> have you got some new samples of a of a recent launch yet? Any any pre workouts no, that recently but I launched should, that uh... I should there 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 <laughs> <laughs> that maybe someone sent you a sample of I don't know there are, there are two products there are two products that I've tried that I said look man I ain't gonna give the final opinion until I get to try the the final thing um, but uh, one it's pretty damn good it was close but it wasn't really there it's 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 I only had two samples of it though. It, if they've improved the intensity or the intensity better in the final, then it's going to be a tough one. And the other one I haven't tried, but the formula looks good. And you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, go ahead. You, what are you talking about? You come up with Hypermax like fucking three and a half, four, 4.2, everybody, six months. You've had a good holiday for the last year and a half. You deserve <laughs> to be forced to put out a new one. Uh, that's funny. We'll see. Just so I I know how long it's been. You used to pump them out really quickly when you had competition. Now, yeah, when, so when someone else had put something out that I felt you know was worthy of of responding to, you know we needed to we needed to one up it. But I mean, the the best the best should always keep pushing the barrier. Yeah. Hey. I mean, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, they were still, I mean, not Bolt, but Michael Phelps, he was still pushing his record, even after, you know, he was already the fucking champion over and over. Not that you're Michael Phelps, but, you know. 
<laughs> I think I think you gotta, I think we're we gonna keep pushing. We just need to come out with like uh, some really cool flavored names, you know, like Southern Lights or like like White Nebula or something like uh, that, you know, some really unique flavors you, to to really differentiate. You went and ourselves. did it. You went and did it. <laughs> I will say that even like the flavoring has gotten better from your side. Like it's not as top notch as some of the other ones like uh they're very obviously like uh, deliver the like the flavors on hypermax i remember that some of the originals they were good and you have gradually gotten better with with the industry which is good but um i, I do think i do think taste is an area where you where you, where you can we can lift your game it, just fyi it's just it's just the naming conventions if i just called them something different then i think if you just called it just call it like I don't know, delicious piss, or um, <laughs> that fits our brand so well too. You know, our brand yeah. name with the flavor delicious piss. People will be piss. like, okay, people will be like, okay, so this is not meant to taste good, and then they taste it, and they'll be like, holy shit, this shouldn't be called piss at all. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Some reverse psychology. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And then just be like, taste. It's, it's all about the the effect of which I still stand by. I still say I don't really care much. I've had a pre-workout that was number one that I couldn't even stomach too many servings of, but fucking good shit, and I keep having it. Hypermax isn't that bad, Shane. It wasn't that <laughs> one. It wasn't your one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your one. It was a dedicated um, Unstoppable V2, I think it was. It was hard to stomach. It was hard to take down. Um, I think they had like a the original tea cream at like a, um insane amount. It was... 200 milligrams i think um and this was before the unfla the the flavor better flavored one came about and it was just hard and they and they they said this it doesn't taste good they told me it's like it's not as good it's not as good as the other one but you know um uh we still ranked it number one thing was a powerhouse could not deny that hard the stomach two servings concentrated so i would i would i would uh, definitely dilute it a little more but um Man, this shit was a beast. Good to know. What Not the... your one, though. Yeah. No, mine mine tastes amazing, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't... I need to get you the new uh, Pink Star Blast. You haven't tried that, have you? What flavors have you tried? Do you remember? Probably just the two original Raspberry Lemonade Orange Mango. I'm pretty sure you said I stole one of yours. Whatever one it was that was the last one I had. Oh, at the gym when you put it in your bag and walked out? I'm pretty sure I didn't. I'm pretty sure you left yours there. But we had the same flavor. Have you tried the rocket bomb? Was that like the freedom thing? Yeah. I think I had that one. Yeah, that one's good. So yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not going to review. I'm not going to try another. And I'm not going to try it again until you give me a, a, a better version. Not that this one's bad, because it's still my favorite. And, and when you come out with a new version, shoot it over. I'll give it a try. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like doing flavor reviews on something you already know how good it is. I hear you. Not that, hey, not that I don't like it. I still love it. Like I said, it's my number one. I still have some here. I bought some. <clears throat> really? I always use it to, to benchmark the, um, the, uh, the, the, the sad competitors. But... Um, uh, yeah, I always like I said I always like if I take a pre-workout and it's like really good, and I use Hypermax and I'm like this is really good too. So 
was just having a great day or if I, you know, don't feel it, try Hypermax, feel it a little bit, then obviously my tolerance is a bit shitty, so change some things up. But yeah, it's my benchmark. Actually, that one and Cellucor C4 Ultimate. <laughs> I know people I know people will say, what the fuck? But it's my benchmark because it's just, it's, it's a solid, well-rounded uh, pre-workout. I mean, it's nowhere near as powerful in all areas as Hypermax, but it's like one of those things, like if I take that and I feel it, if I take that and I don't feel it, it's a good gauge as to uh, you know, what the other one should feel like or how good my tolerance is. But yeah, that one's my, uh, no, that's another go-to. And it's available everywhere. So is Hypermax. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's available. <laughs> you, you can, I wouldn't say you can, everywhere. You can find it. You can find it. You can. I mean, you can find anything. <laughs> yeah, you know. Derek. Derek, do your damn job. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that's uh, that is my job. <laughs> I know it's not in New Zealand. <laughs> What's that? I know it's not in New Zealand. It will, That's your job, Aaron. It will be. Uh, it will be in New Zealand. Uh, probably in the next two weeks. We have a pallet that's getting picked up either today or tomorrow, going by air. Did you reformulate it? Uh, sure. Maybe we shouldn't say this. Yeah, <laughs> it's still recording, divert. Shane. Divert. <laughs> no, we. I was. I said this. I, we do have. We, we my... do have a year. We do have a year. Like a like an international version. That's pretty compliant. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I said this to my. Uh, I like that. It's pretty. It's pretty compliant. It's close. I said this to my friend. I was like, you know what? Because my gym that I go to in New Zealand, like at the moment, it's um, they they line up of supplements. It's not good. I was like, you know what I should do? I should just get all of my friends to send some tubs over, and we can just stock this place up with good shit. Because at the moment, it's like just sad, sad, sad stuff. I'm assuming they've got on sale because it's close to expiration. Because we don't really have a store in New Zealand that, like, in a lot of the places I've been, um, they'll have those stores that have like what I have to imagine is like stack supplements. Like you'll go and you'll see like random pre-workouts from these brands that I've shared and then you'll have that regular local stuff European uh, Australia like it's like it's it's always crazy when I see these mixes of brands it's like holy shit those are the brands I share and you just it's just so weird like you'll see uh, well, let, me, say let me tell you Shane it hasn't helped me at all I've I've told some people and no one really cares <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. You mean you mean the top pre record? Yeah, I'm like you. Should, you should carry this because Shane says it's amazing. They're like, uh, no. They're probably been like he's been saying that for a year and a half. Do something better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah, I I still think I still think I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't done a Hypermax um, Ultimate Extreme or Ultimate Super Extreme. Extreme XT Ultimate Extreme XT V4. Hypermax Revolution. Revel, ooh, I actually like that. Or you could do Hypermax X. Nah, that wasn't gonna work. I was gonna say XX. Nah. I mean, you've got. I know you have a formula on hand, and I know you've either been sitting on it because you're like, ah, I'll just wait until whenever the fuck I would be bothered. I know you've got something because I remember you always fucking work. You're like, I'm always work, already working on your vision. I'm already working on a better vision, which you haven't told me. 
Yeah, because unless you, unless you have a spot that's better than number one, I think I'm pretty content with where we are right now. <laughs> but sometimes you got to come out with a new, because even if something's the best, if it's been the best for that long, they're going to start thinking, mm. again, champions need to prove themselves. <laughs> Well, we uh, we definitely have something we're working on, so maybe I'll uh, get you out a beta sample. Hyper Hypermax Corona. And people <laughs> remember when it came out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's our best bet. <laughs> Hypermax twenty twenty. Hypermax Roman numerals. Hypermax. I mean, you could go on Hypermax Max. There you go. <laughs> oh, just call it. Hyper, call it Hypermax two, and they'll be like, "Holy shit, this is only the second version." <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Instead of what's realistically like Hypermax 9. The Hypermax Maximize the Union. That's what it's going to be. Oh. <laughs> we got we got to stay unified right now. You know what I mean? We're all, everyone's going through a lot right now. I think I'm going to put out a product that's going to really maximize their, the union. How about, how about Hypermax Final? And just be like, this is the last one, guys. I'm not doing any more. Right. And then, like, a year later, joke's on you, I have a better one. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, shit, it's coming back. Surprises. Yeah. Marketing. Mar there you go. Marketing. There's, the, there's your there's consultation, free of charge. Oh, man. <clears throat> Thank you, Shane. Yeah, any anytime. <laughs> it's not going to sell. <laughs> it's not going to happen anyway. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out a really bad version just to come out with a, a really good version, really switch it up on everybody. That's a brilliant idea. Be like, man, Hypermac, this latest one, this one sucks shit. And then, like, you know, you'll have a down part and then be like, oh my God, they're back. And Hypermax, I don't know, Triple X, and this one. And they'll be like, oh my God, he's back. Bring it back up. There's some excitement. All right. But I do know you have another formula. No, we do. We do. Yeah, I know you do. I'm disappointed you didn't release it on the, on the, on the anniversary of being number one, it could have been like the uh, the special edition bit, the Hypermax better. There you go. Improve. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I think it would be, uh, it, it is time, because yeah, I think there's, there's very few over the past year that I've seen that have come out that are like as balanced, well-rounded. Um, but yeah, there, there's a couple of, of I see coming why not? It might work out. I don't know, but yeah, the uh, the new the new the new union one. That one, that one does look pretty fucking good on paper. It's all going to depend on it, whether or not it translates. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Will be interesting. I mean, obviously. I mean, did you did you get your pre-order in? <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely. Can't live without it. Excited. It comes with the free. Well, if you didn't, don't worry. <laughs> it comes with the I free got, shirt. I, yeah, it did. Did yeah. it really? I was making a joke. I'm not gonna wear I that shirt. It, I think it did. Yeah. Uh, well, if, when I, I get mine, I'll, I'll send you over. Now you know what? I want to see your tub. I'll put it into. A, I'll put in some samples into a bag. And I'll shoot them over. <laughs> You're so kind. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you the tea. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm excited to try that. Okay, cool. Well, you can save that for their podcast. Um, <laughs> You named it. Don't look at me. Uh, you have any more questions, Derek? So we can change the subject. 
Um, well, there is one basically for you, but Shane, if you've tried the product, you can chime in too. Oh, are you um, going to bring it up again? Dylan from Washington said, um, I just ordered some Mass Max. I was wondering what I can expect and do I need to use a PCT afterwards? No, yeah, Shane, ha Shane, you haven't ever tried Mass Max, have you? Never tried it. Interesting. We'll have to, we'll have to get to you. Do you have, do you have a number one best muscle builder list? I do actually. Oh, okay. I haven't tried one for a while. What's on it? What's on, what's on my list? You, you take your number ones pretty seriously, don't you? I haven't done it for a while. No, because muscle builders, like I said, I take like a month to two months to try. I think, yeah, man. They just, Many people they just never work, do I, they, do they Shane? I have, I have animal <laughs> tests. I solemnly swear by that thing. Um, I, it's the uh, it's the animal's uh, arachidonic yeah. supplement. Yeah. That thing, like, I know some people work... Uh, you know, react well to it. Some people don't, but seriously, that thing. Every time I I take it, it just it's good. It let fucking I gain like crazy. Not crazy, not steroid like, but you know, I gain. I noticeably gain. <laughs> Only you notice. Um, so yeah, I mean, with with Mass Max, the things that you will notice there are increased appetite, increased protein synthesis, uh, nitrogen retention. Uh, protein turnover rates, everything like that. So we actually sent out, um, well, actually, we, we had some people uh, do logs. So they took the product for around eight weeks, and they took uh, kept a log of what they ate, their workouts, everything like that. Most people put on between about five or six pounds in an eight-week time period. And um, what I will say is a majority of that, at the end of the day, just comes down to diet. Um, the Actrolytes extract in there increases ghrelin release in the gut so you end up getting more hungry you can eat more and you don't end up uh nearly as as bloated as you would normally be after a large meal um, so being able to consume more calories and at the same time increasing uh, protein synthesis is what leads to the weight gain on mass max but the results have been pretty impressive it is 100 percent natural so there is no pct needed for a product like that and you don't have to worry, Shane, about your joints hurting, being all inflamed, getting injured, or anything like that. Do you, that, that, is, that is good. Do you get that on arachidonic acid? Is that, a, is, that, is that meant to be a side effect of that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, arachidonic acid has a, um, an, an inflammatory effect, uh, the same, basically activating the same sort of inflammation that happens after resistance training. Um, but what ends up happening too is you can get an increase in inflammation in the joints and stuff like that. And there's been reports of people getting injured or hurting themselves at a higher rate. But yeah, that's the mechanism so, of action is, is basically increasing. I've never been injured on it. Uh -huh. I've never been injured on it, but um, okay. I uh, I had um, strained my, well, I restrained it, but I had um, my elbows we're starting to get like feel a little sore at the end of one cycle. Yeah. Uh, when I was using it, and fucking, I think it was like, I didn't think that it was that, and then like, I was pretty much at the end of it. So a week later, I stopped it <clears throat> and stopped hurting. And I was like, God damn it! Wonder if it was that. But that was the I've had this product. I've had a racetic acid maybe two or three times for the last five years. Maybe well, sorry, one or two times, one or two cycles for the last five years. And, that's the first time I ever noticed any problems. Well, so if you are going into it injury-free, 
chances are it's not going to be much of an issue. Yeah. But if you're going... That's what I thought it was the case. Yeah, if you're going into it with, you know, sore shoulders, sore elbows, things like that, you'll definitely notice um, a negative effect from it. So it's one of those things where, you know, you you definitely want to be careful. Um, And then part, part of it, too, is being careful with your fish oil intake because arachidonic acid is an omega-6 fatty yes. acid. So you want to make sure that you're not overdoing your omega-3 intake, which basically counterbalance the, the inflammatory response that you'd get from arachidonic acid. But arachidonic acid, that's old school, man. That's like, I was taking that back in like 2000, like 12, yeah, you know, X Factor, it molecular is, nutrition. It is my, it is my, it is one of my go-tos. Like I said, I've heard people that be like, nah, bro, it sucks shit. I've had people like try it and they're like, didn't notice anything. But I, that's, that's one of my, that's what, and I have, I did the omega-3 thing. I switch it up half dose and I have it at these, at night because I train it around like 11, 12, in the, uh, 11 in the morning. Yeah. So I sort of, I know I'm probably not going to make too much of a difference, but you know, the best difference I can, but that stuff for me has always been, uh, yeah, like I just jumped off it for lockdown and I, I mean, you'll be pleased. I added a plate to my deadlift. Damn. So I went from four, <laughs> four to five. Wow. It's so, impressive. Um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to jump on it again. Maybe take it to six. Who knows? We'll see. Depends <laughs> if anyone sends me some Hypermax. Um, well, <laughs> instead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you some Mass Max and let you try that. And at least now you, it sounds like you have a good, uh, a good benchmark. Um, because I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by, by Mass Max. That's probably one of our biggest like sleeper products where the people that do try it are like thoroughly impressed, but most people kind of write it off as, oh, natural anabolic, blah, 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 and don't even give it a chance. So I'm, oh, I give all, I, I love, I love the, I love the muscle builders. Yeah. That's, that's my jam. Yeah. So I'll get you a, I'll get you a bottle sent out and see what you think. See if we can't, uh, snag another n- number one spot. Can I stack it with arachidonic? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I mean, if I gain anyway and I gain more, then I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably the mass max. Yeah. So back to how do you do reviews? <laughs> I don't know if anybody should trust Shane's reviews. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, my, my, my issue sometimes out, is like when people say things like, oh, can you try Can you review my muscle build or my fat burn? I'm like, look, man, I looked at the formula. <laughs> And I really, I really need to gain some muscle. I don't know if I want to spend two months on something <laughs> that like I don't entirely trust, kind of thing. That's my issue with all of this shit. That's so or, like funny. even when I'm like, man, after lockdown, I ate a little too much. I said, do you want to review my fat burn? I was like, yeah, nah, I'd probably rather try one of the ones that like Are gonna I can rely on. <laughs> Not that I can't rely on yours, but I haven't tried yours yet, and that's why you don't see too many of them up there. Because when I try one that really works, I'm like. This is gonna be it for the rest of my life until it, I, you know, <laughs> until I stumble across another one. That's funny. Um, but yeah. Anything else, Derek? Uh, I think that was the last one for the week on questions. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, you coming on and, and finding time in your your busy day of consuming supplements and spending some time busy. with us. What was that? It's extremely busy today. Yeah. Actually, you should you should, you should be proud. Today is my rest day, so I, this really worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did have this plan for yesterday, so. I know, and I completely forgot. 
but <laughs> this day works much better. In fact, when you messaged me being like, oh, are you ready for the call? And I was like, oh, man, he's joking because I'm pretty sure it's on Friday. And then like... And Friday's not even close. A... It, was, like, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> like it was like a Thursday or a Saturday and you missed thought and you thought it was a Friday. And then, it makes and then sense. you were like, and then you're like, nah, it's in like four minutes. And I'm like, bullshit. And I scroll up and I'm like, son of a bitch. I didn't even... <laughs> but usually you write in you write in Pacific time. That's why I was like, you know, it'd be all good. But you wrote in Eastern time. You're not even in fucking Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, I just I just choose random places in the globe to reference times <laughs> instead yeah. of talking about my own time zone. <laughs> and that's why I was like, even if I forget it, you know, I'll, I'll be free by that time. No, no, no. Aaron decided to put it in Eastern time. Well, it's funny, too, because when you said yes, I'm like, who wants to podcast at 7.30 a.m.? I was like, whatever. <laughs> was... Well, that podcast we do with uh, Robert, uh, Robert, TJ, and Lucas, that one's like, I mean, we, we, we toyed around with that. It's for, for TJ and Robert, it's like fucking, what are they, uh, midday, 2, 2 p.m. or some shit. And then for me, it's like 6 in the morning. And then for Lucas, it's 10 at night. So it's like, or nine at night so like if we go an hour early, later for me to wake up at seven it's closed you know he finishes at midnight for lucas so, yeah. so like yeah we that's all corners of the globe for that one but you you take you take that really seriously though you're never late to those or sleeping too much or anything huh Are you, is that a joke yeah it's a joke <laughs> I, was <laughs> I like I turned I like picked one random one. I'm like that's weird. Shane's not here. <laughs> Did he already get kicked off? <laughs> and then he like pop, sure he like on. popped up randomly like half asleep. Yeah, 15 minutes later. <laughs> like, so I have my 15 minutes right later. <laughs> I was like that was that was the one morning that I missed. Then uh, yeah. But then Lucas Lucas fell asleep on one. <laughs> while while he was on, he fell well, asleep. No, like one of the earlier ones. He's like, guys, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. And then we all got on and we're like messaging Lucas, tried to call him. We're like, where is he? Maybe he's. And then, like, we wake up in the morning. He's like, oh, sorry, guys, I had a nap. <laughs> it's like, no, that's called going to bed. That's not a nap. <laughs> so it's like you, you have, like, it's, you can't toy. It's tough time zones, man. Yeah. That's too funny. Well, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get a better time when we have you on next time. No, this time's good. Just literally don't write your text messages in, in fucking Eastern time. How about that? <laughs> I know. I, I was... how, how about how about we time it for three three p.m. my time? How about that? Yeah, huh? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking I think there's like nine p.m. for you. Yeah, no, I'll be uh I'll be in bed. But um, cool. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you uh giving us uh your time, and we will have you on again soon. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. See ya. <laughs>